I'm in a good mood. You know, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood because there's just so much politics ahead. We, you know, if, for somebody like me, I'm a political junkie. We have not only, of course, a provincial election in this province on June 2nd, but we have a race to be the leader of the conservative party that wraps up in September. And to talk about it, I'm pleased to welcome back to the program Dr. Lori Turnbull, who's Associate Professor of Political Science at Dalhousie, and Alex Boudelier, who's our Senior National Politics Reporter for Global News. Welcome to you both. Alex, I'm going to start with you. We have a couple of new entrants in the race. Yeah, that's right. We have a Saskatchewan businessman uh, by the name of uh, Joseph Borgo um, and Scott Agenson, who uh, we reported two weeks ago that he was exploring a bid. Uh, yesterday, he, he uh, released a very jaunty Twitter video. Uh, some people have compared it to a Dodge Ram ad, um, <laughs> you know, suggesting that he uh, will be making an announcement uh, this weekend in, in terms of his uh, leadership bid for the Conservative Party. So, it's starting to look a little bit more like the 2017 leadership rather than the 2020 leadership in, in terms of the number of candidates who are going to be seeking the top job. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into their relative chances. Right. Uh, let's go to you, Lori. These uh, latest two names don't really have much in terms of national profile. Um, I, I'm always interested in this because, of course, like you can throw your hat in now. It doesn't cost you anything until I think April 19th when you have a $50,000 deposit and then you have until April 29th to actually really pony up any cash. So, I mean, what's to stop throwing your name into the ring to get some, you know, get some hype behind you? I think that's it. And I think especially if you're not a super big name and you're kind of floating a trial balloon to see if it goes anywhere, what's the uptake going to be? How, how hard is it for you going to get that money? Is it even possible for you to get that kind of money? And so you're right. I mean, they can sort of put something out there now, put some feelers out, what kind of, uh, you know, ways they can make and whether they can start to draw in that kind of money by the time the deadline comes, and then we'll know whether the bids are real. But I think for both of these, you know, candidates, potential candidates, however you want to call it, um, you know, they, they might be running to win or not, right? Like they might be running to have some effect on what the debate is going to be. They might also be trying to push their own political futures and hope that, if they had the effect of delivering some ballots to the winner, um, you know, at the end of the day, that might mean, you know, they get their nomination paper signed. They might mean, that might mean, you know, a, some post that has some appeal to it down the line. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's early days yet to see what will happen here. But interesting to have a candidate from the West now, which seemed to be um, was one thing that was missing up until this point. Right, and again, in terms of cost, it's going to cost you three hundred k to get into this rate yeah. race. Hundred thousand of it is uh, refundable, provided you uh, follow the rules. But that that's a lot of cake to be able to raise. And uh, like I say, that uh, you know, that date comes up pretty quickly with April twenty ninth. Um, Alex, let, let's um, discuss this. Is Patrick Brown a stalking horse for Jean Charest? In other words, is Patrick Brown in this race? to draw heat off of Jean Charest, maybe sign up a bunch of members and then deliver them to Jean Charest in the end? Look, I, I would say that obviously Brown and Charest are fishing from the same pool, right? They're, they both present themselves as people who can unite the party, as people who can, more importantly, if you're a conservative, win a general election, which the last uh, three conservative leaders were not able to do in the last three general elections. Um, but I would say that if you look at your at their respective campaign launches, uh, Charay has been quiet. He has not drawn crowds. Obviously, he contracted COVID in the first week of his bid, which is not ideal. 
Um, but I, I think that, you know, the energy has been pretty low, whereas Brown has been aggressive. He's taken on Pierre Polyev directly, you know, the presumed front runner in this race. He's been very active. You know, I think it's an open question as to whether Sheree, you know, hopes Brown is a stalking horse or if Brown is hoping that Sheree will be his stalking horse, right? I don't think you can reduce Brown's bid at this point, given his history of being able to organize in Ontario, his history of sort of coming from uh, behind to uh, surprise people, especially in leadership contests. Uh, I don't think you can reduce it to to helping Sheree. I think, in fact, the, the reverse might be more uh, likely. Yeah, and, and Laurie, you know, talking about Sheree and even his social media presence, I mean, we, we, we talked about the Dodge Ram type ad that uh, had, had come out from Edgerson and, you know, Charest's first uh, foray into social media was he looked like he had been kidnapped and was being held for ransom in a basement somewhere. I just, it, it, it didn't exactly speak of uh, social media savvy, did it? It did not, you know, like it was very low key. It was, and it, in, to be honest, right, in a world where we're all way too used to doing things on Zoom these days and making videos and stuff, like I would think that for somebody who has his level of political prowess and connections, that he could have released a pretty polished ad, you know, if that's what he wanted to do. It seemed very low key. And to go to Alex's point, I think that's absolutely right, right? Like there's no way that Patrick Brown is not in this to win it. I, that just you know, seems very, very clear to me. And he's such a, a successful organizer. There seems to me no question that his bid has real validity. And it actually, like, the, the, the low-key nature of Sheree's opening bid with the, uh, the YouTube video made me wonder if he's really in this, right? Is he really yeah. trying? It, it lacks so much, you know, like, he's an energetic guy. Like him or not, he's somebody who has a whole lot of gravitas and charisma, and he really cares about the issues that he talks about. And so to have such a kind of low-key entry made me wonder if he was softballing it for on purpose okay final question to you both and uh we'll start with you laurie they've got to be quick on this one uh, polyev hasn't really softened his image it doesn't appear that he's trying to make nice uh, can he be successful as the attack dog that he has been in opposition and win the leadership do you see that I think that there's nothing he can do to shed his image of, of who he is as that attack person. He's played that role for many years now, and he's had some success with it, and he's had some media coverage on it. And so I think he's probably kind of, he's in that space. That's who he is. He's trying to change that a bit by, you know, smiling in his videos and talking about freedom and talking about what he was do, would be doing as prime minister. But, it, but to the extent that he's successful and to the extent that he's the front runner, it's because... He's got that, you know, he's got the household name recognition as the, the attacker on Justin Trudeau. Whether that is going to mean he's prime ministerial, I think that's a hoop to jump, to be honest. I think he's going to have to, you know, maybe in this leadership, and if he wins, maybe later, somehow soften the way he interacts in order to be able to look like he's someone who could be that kind of play the head of government role and be in that very prestigious prime minister's chair. I think that's, you know, that might be one way in which the six-month run is, is helpful to him. Uh, Alex, I, I hesitate to bring in the, the Trump comparison, but that's sort of always on the attack, always on the attack. There, there might be something behind that. Uh, well, I would say that Mr. Polyev is uh, much more strategic and much more uh, focused, and I, I would dare say also better read and more intelligent than... Uh, I, yeah, again, I, it doesn't hold up, but you, you get my right. point. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think there are two questions, right? Can he win the leadership? Absolutely. Can he win a general election? I think that's a more difficult question, right? Uh, I'm not in the business of making predictions anymore, 
Um, but, you know, I think what Polyev brings to the race right now is he really reflects back to the conservative base who they are right now, right? Um, if they want to be angry, they have plenty to be angry about, right? They, they just uh, lost two straight general elections to uh, Justin Trudeau, who, um, you know, conservatives hate the same way that liberals used to hate Stephen Harper, like it, it borders on derangement. Um, and, you know, I, th- I, think, I think the more interesting question to me is, what level of support whoever wins this race will have on the first ballot and what that means for keeping the conservative party united because you know it's i think it i think it's a really open question right now uh in terms of how you can bring together the quote unquote big tents uh together and you know have everybody rowing in the same direction to to mix metaphors um so i think that you know uh after two candidates two leaders who won on the last ballot uh, with a lot of compromised votes in a ranked ballot system, um, I think it'll be very interesting to see how much support whoever ends up leaving this party starts uh, with on day one and what that means for their tenure. All right. Well, it's going to be an exciting summer, to say the least, for all of us political <laughs> junkies. Thanks, Alex. Doc- thanks, Lori. Sure, Take care. You. Thanks. Uh, that's uh, Dr. Lori Turnbull, who's a professor of poli-sci at Dalhousie, and Alex Boudelier, who's our senior national politics reporter for Global News, talking about the race to become the next conservative party leader. 50K deposit on April 19th, and then April 29th, you got to come up with the remaining $150,000. Woo, that's steep, plus an extra $100,000 in a security deposit, not for the faint of heart. But up until April 19th, I don't know, I, maybe if do you run a business, maybe you'd like to get some free publicity. Why don't you just join the race? And you say, I'm in, I'm in. And then, you know, when it comes time to pony up the money, you say, well, it didn't work out.